1: And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer, and uh, as mentioned in our previous AI Today podcast, we're in the midst of this AI glossary series where we've been going over some fundamental terms and concepts in artificial intelligence and neural networks and machine learning and uh, big data actually mentioned neural nets because we're actually in the midst of our artificial intelligence and machine learning glossary series, specifically focusing on neural networks and artificial neural nets. And we're kind of in the midst of it. So if you haven't heard any of those before, you should listen to those. You should also subscribe because we have a lot more uh, if this is the first one you're, you're, you're listening to. And of course, we have tons of other podcasts because AI Today has been doing podcasts for for, since 2017, over five years, hundreds of podcast episodes. So interviews with folks who are doing AI, doing AI right, including some of our uh, CPM AI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI Methodology Practitioners. So it's not just about knowing what AI is, but knowing how to do it right. So I encourage you to listen to all those podcasts of course, you know, use cases for AI and even the failure series talks about where AI is going wrong. So uh, definitely be part of our AI Today community.
0: Exactly. And we have put together a very comprehensive glossary that we will link in the show notes, uh, which goes over all the terms in our glossary series. But for our podcast, we wanted to spend time on each of these podcasts going over either one term or a... A group of terms that relate nicely together so that we could give our listeners a better understanding of what these terms mean. Sometimes the definitions out there can be very complex and confusing for no good reason. So we wanted to break it down into the definitions that you would understand and make more sense to people that are not, you know, super technical and doing this all the time. So on today's podcast, we want to talk about the perceptron. The perception was the first artificial neuron, and the theory of the perception was actually uh, developed in 1943, so a very long time ago, 1943, by McCullough and Pitts. But it was first developed in 1958 by Rosenblatt. So if you remember when we defined the term artificial intelligence We said there is no commonly accepted definition, but the official term was coined, you know, artificial intelligence was coined in 1956. So we think about all of this, right? Now, the first perceptron was developed in 1958. And at a very, very high level, how it worked was that inputs are fed into the perceptron and then weights are multiplied to each input and the inputs and weights are then added and a bias adjusts the total. Then we apply an activation function. And based on the function and the inputs, the neuron fires. This is then connected to other perceptrons in which each perceptron creates a decision boundary line to classify. And this really is the simplest kind of neural network. The perceptron is the simplest kind of neural network. It's a single layer perceptron network, consists of a single layer of output nodes, and the inputs are fed directly to the outputs via weights and biases.
1: Yeah, and and what's remarkable about this very simple perceptron, as mentioned, no layers really, input and output layer. If you want to think of the inputs and outputs as layers, then yeah, I guess it's got layers that way. But it's considered to be a single layer of perceptron network because we're not connecting these neurons in more sophisticated ways to other neurons to do other things. But it, re- it was remarkably uh, sophisticated, even as simple as it sounds, because it was able to do things like even image basic image recognition tasks called linearly separable tasks. I'll define that shortly here. First of all, you need to understand this is not a computer. There's no program. <laughs> and you can find images and pictures of the perceptron. And you can see it's like a bunch of wires. And specifically, so this machine was designed for image recognition. Even back in 1958, it had an array of over of 400 photo cells. They just detected whether there was light or not or I guess how much light, so, randomly connected to the neurons, randomly. And the weights, which are the connections between those inputs to the the neuron, uh, which would then go to the output, were encoded in these potentiometers, which are, you know, those little twisty knobs, right? (laughs) You know, if you look at like a big mixing board or twisty knobs, right? Or your, you know, wall dimmer, if you have one of those with the, the knob. That's what a potentiometer is. And those potentiometers were updated during the learning phase by electronic motors. So the, these motors turned these knobs, right? Literally knobs, right? So uh, despite all of that, they would train it, and they would show pictures. And actually, if you look, there's a great video that trains it to to um, classify whether or not an image is that of a woman or a man, based on their primarily based on their hairstyle, I, I would guess, or whatever the neural net was learning, right? And it worked uh, fairly well, actually. And it would say. Uh, Man, not man, or not sure, because again, these are probabilistic systems, and you should uh, listen to our podcast on probabilistic and deterministic systems if you don't know what that means. So even with all that, it was pretty remarkable, and people got this is the beginning of people getting caught up to, "Oh my goodness, if this, if this, if this really simple thing can do this really complicated thing, maybe you could do it even more." And Rosenblatt, they like, had a press conference It was organized by the U.S. Navy, and he made these statements about the perceptron and, and it was picked up by the New York Times, and they said, "Oh, man, the perceptron is just the beginning, the embryo of an electronic computer that, that the Navy expects will be able to walk and talk and see and reproduce itself. And be conscious of its existence like, okay, guys, <laughs> this is the beginning of we can do a little thing It works for this one <laughs> little thing. Let's take it to its extreme and say, oh, the super intelligence is here. Uh, life on Earth is doomed. You know, all that kind of stuff, which we continue to do over and over again. So even this basic idea of the perceptron, which is a very technical idea, implementate, first implementation of an artificial neural net, we already get caught up in uh, the wave of excitement of AI. The other thing about single uh, these single layer perceptions, very basic ones, is that uh, because they're basic, they're simple. They really are only capable of what's called learning what's called a linearly separable pattern. That is a pattern that you can divide into regions with a line. That's what linearly separable means. So if you heard our various uh, podcasts on classification and putting things into categories, like you know spam, not spam, whatever you know sentiment, we did a lot of them. A lot of those, I and mean, we even talked about algorithms that were not neural nets for doing that. Uh, a lot of them are linearly separable. I can do, create a line and and do things on either side of the line, but, uh. For a lot more complicated functions, that single line doesn't work. Let's say if I have a bunch of um, you know dots uh, and I'm trying to create one single line that separates some kinds of dots with other ones, you may see that it's very hard to create one line to do that. You need multiple lines to do that. Uh, you need multiple or even more sophisticated lines if you want to have more sophisticated regions. And we need more sophisticated regions when we ask it to do more complicated things like natural language processing and more sophisticated computer vision. It's like man versus not man is not enough. We want to do these sorts of things. So um, so we realized already even now the limitations. So We got the overpromise, right? Got the overpromise. Now we're talking about the underdeliver part. And so, you know, this idea of the Perceptron seemed very promising and uh, people were working on it, but then they realized this limitation of the single layer uh, Perceptron. And it actually, near the end of that love affair with it, it really caused research to stagnate for many years. Another way of putting it is that it became an AI winter and we have a whole set of podcasts on that. And people realized we need more layers we need more nodes, uh, we need more computing power, which we didn't have in the 50s and 60s. We need more data, we need more processing power. We can't use these wires with potentiometers that are controlled by motors. Imagine if we were doing that now, right? Um, and so there was a, or a book and a report that was put out in 1969 uh, called Perceptrons uh, by Marvin Minsky and Seymour Papert who said that it was impossible for this kind, the single-layer perceptron, to learn sophisticated function called an XOR, which is like we have regions that are exclusively uh, uh, ORed with uh, with, the, with the other regions. And they and is it is believed uh, that it that we could have these same problems with multi-layer perceptrons, but. Um, we actually realized that if we could do them in a different way, that we could achieve these more sophisticated calculations and, and capabilities uh, with uh, perceptrons if we just made them more sophisticated with more layers, and we had ways of adjusting all of these weights that didn't require a bajillion hours of computing time. So this kind of leads us into where we go next after the perceptron.
0: Exactly. So if you have not done so already, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of our upcoming episodes that we'll talk about that. So, you know, hopefully now you have a basic high level understanding of perceptron so that if you hear this come up in conversation, you'll know what it's all about. But of course, understanding this term at a high level and then understanding how to put it into practice are two different things. And that's really where our CPMAI methodology comes into play. We are big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices, and we are big advocates of CPMAI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI. So for our podcast listeners, we have come up with a free intro to CPM AI course so that you can take it yourself and you know, learn more about CPMAI. Go to aitoday.live slash CPM and you can register for free. If you're interested in getting the certification for CPMAI, then we encourage you to go to cognolyticacom CPMAI, where you can sign up to take the course, and then you will get your certification upon completion. We know that many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified. We've interviewed some of our CPMAI uh, individuals as well so that they can share with our audience how it's helped benefit them their career, how it's helped, uh, you know, them be able to better manage and understand AI projects so that they are not part of that AI failure statistic, but they are succeeding with their projects because they're following best practices. So again, I'll link to those in the show notes, including our glossary and other podcasts that we've referenced in today's podcast. Uh, and we would love for you to sign up for either the free or the, um, you know, uh, training and certification course as well for CPMAI. So with that, we thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and we'll catch you in the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group, and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes.
1: Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link.